Hi, I'm Tom, and today we're here with Ash Radford. So you've got a new EP on the way called How Well Do You Know This Place? I was just wondering, why did you choose this title and what is the inspiration behind it? So, uh, good question. The How Well Do You Know This Place is from the last song on the EP, which is called uh, Vaya Con Dios, which is Spanish for Go With God. So... The whole thing is, how well do you know this place? Go with God and we'll be safe. Um, so it's sort of about being at the mercy of the unknown, being at the mercy of the, the elements. The song was written about a, a surf trip on this uh, pretty pretty raggedy old boat. Um, and about just trusting, just basically trusting everything's going to be all right, trusting in a higher power and, uh, moving forward when when uh, when you're in when you're in a challenging situation, so that's uh, that's the that's the inspiration for the song, and I liked it for the EP because how well do you know this place? For me, it's like how well do you know ourselves? Like how how well do we know our internal world and 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 our surroundings as well? It's just kind of asking, um, sort of it's like a half statement, half question. Just uh, yeah. Yeah, no, good. I think that's quite a, quite a positive message. I'm sure something people could get behind. So you've said that like the the last song is in Spanish. Does that country have any special meaning to it, or is it just the events that took place there? It's actually the, the events that took place. Um, there was uh, yeah, there was it, there was uh, a girl that said bye on on that trip, and. Um, it just kind of flowed and it was Indonesia is a largely Hindu country and um, so um, go with God it's like they've got they've got lots of gods there but um, so it's not to do with Spain so much as it was in a Hindu country where they, they, they have a lot of belief in their gods and, uh, and along the way, there was a Spanish girl, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, no. No, does, that does sound like some really interesting themes and topics. I'm sure people can't wait to listen to the album. Sounds a bit different. Um, so when I did my research on you, you've moved about from country to country. I mean, you grew up in Jersey and England. You sa- you've said your sound's been inspired by New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. So... Has this allowed you to have a sort of broader range of sounds and inspirations behind your music compared to people who've sort of, you know, only lived in one country or not moved about too much? Well, uh, well I can only hope. <laughs> um, uh, I hope so. But uh, it's, uh, certainly for me, it's certainly for me, living in different places, I, I came across music I hadn't heard of before. I discovered artists I probably wouldn't have heard of if I I'm stuck in England. So, um, and also, you know, travels and new experiences, they always, they, you know, they always, they always bring an inspiration because, um, you know, you're, you're exposed to new experiences and different energies and yeah, so it definitely shapes, it definitely has shaped me and my, and my sound. Yeah, that's cool. If if you could choose one of those countries, though, which would you say shaped your sound the most? Um, I'd have to go with Australia, just because there's so many 
Australian artists that I love. Um, yeah, probably out of most, out of my favorite artists, yeah, the, I, I, yeah, a good, a solid majority of them are probably from Australia. So, um, and I also that's where I recorded the, the EP. Um, so, um, so yeah, I'd probably have to go for Australia. Then. Yeah, cool, fair enough. Any of those artists of yours that you're a fan of you'd like to recommend to the listeners? Um, well, um, the guy I recorded it, the, the record with, is a guy called Rowan Brown. He's an incredible music music man, and he's one of his projects is um, called Dope Lemon uh, that he's in. That's actually Angus Stone's, um, is, uh, the front man of that band. Um, and their first album, Honey Bones, is awesome. Um, and who else? There's a, uh, there's a lot. There's um, I'm trying to think of great Australian artists that we love. Obviously, there's Matt Corby. I feel like people might already know him. I'm trying to think of more off the beaten track ones, and I'm, nothing is coming to me right now. Ah, um, oh, hang on. I've got Spotify here. Always handy. Always handy. Joe, let's just go with Lemon. But, um, Joe, Blake, Caravana Sun, and Ant Beard. Check out Ant Beard. Yeah, cool. No, I've, those, those sounds like a good variety of artists. I'm sure the listeners will like to check those out. So, you've performed at quite a few big festivals, including, of course, Glastonbury Festival, probably the biggest festival in the UK, in my opinion. So, how, how do you sort of adjust performing at say something big there to say performing on this coffee house tour where the venues are a lot smaller and a lot more intimate yeah um another really good question well i think with the festivals i've i've sometimes felt the need to make it as diverse and interesting as possible so you know i've when i played glastonbury the last time I I gave myself the challenge of learning all this different loop technology and um, but to be honest it was I think it would have been much better to keep it really simple because I played a few stages in Glastonbury and the ones that went the best is when I I literally didn't use any of that gear and I just free flowed with with myself and a guitar and I think the number one thing to do in all situations is just be comfortable so um, so yeah, on this tour, my favorite thing to do has been playing around with a delay pedal for the guitar. Um, and I've got a little tap tempo on that, so I can really experiment with time signatures. And uh, Yeah, so, so, um, so yeah, the, dif- the difference actually for me at this point in my career when I'm touring on my own is not a huge difference. It's, of- it's often the same setup. Um, it's just, uh, it can be quite... And also, the small shows can can be incredible when when there's people really present with you and really watching, and, and so can the big ones when there's loads of people. Um, and it can go the other way in both situations as well, where you kind of feel nervous and isolated and like it's not coming across. So um, yeah, but the more you know, the more you tour, big and small, the more experience you get, and the more consistent, the more consistently you you can give a great show, I reckon. Yeah, no, I can completely understand that. I mean, like you said, obviously, 
when you're performing at a big festival like, like that for the first time, you feel like you have to do things in a certain way. So, yeah, I can understand why you might think you have to change sort of the setup a bit. But, yeah. Um, are you performing at any other big festivals this summer that you'd like to let people know about? Um, well, I'm, I might, I'm possibly going to be at Glastonbury again. Um, I've got, I've got an offer. We're just seeing if it, if it works, um, with the tour, but I've got a German festival, um, which actually I'll go, I'll, I'll focus on ones that people might, there's of course there's a festival called Festival of the Brave, which is near Amsterdam. Um, so if any, if any of the uh, students there are taking a trip to Amsterdam, which I highly recommend, uh, in August, um, head o- they can head over to that festival I'll be playing. It's called Festival of the Brave. Um, I'll also be playing two surf festivals um, called Enter the Wave. There's two. The first one starts on the 12th in south of France, and then there's another one in Spain. Um, yeah, and that's, uh, that's all I've got to announce at this point. Nah, good. Nah, good. That sounds like a good variety of festivals. I mean, the glass resort up this year looks really good. So I imagine you'd want to perform there again. And yeah, yeah. You seem you seem to like performing at a lot of sur- sort of surfing festivals. Like, would would you say you you're a talented surfer yourself? No, I'm I'm definitely an incredibly untalented surfer. Um, I'm a fairly I'm I'm a very I'm a very good snowboarder for that say so myself. <laughs> Um, surfing, I've, I absolutely love the ocean. It, it really is a is somewhere I want to live by the ocean um, when I'm when I'm more um, you know if I could choose a place to live like an ultimate place to live, I'd definitely be near the ocean. And I love surfing. I always give it a go when I'm near the sea, and you know I can stand up and ride a wave. But I'm certainly I'm, I'm, I'm certainly no Kelly Slater. That was the most extreme example of a surfer I could use. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no worries. I suppose as long as you enjoy it, eh? Maybe because you're good at snowboarding, you could perform at a snowboarding festival or something. Yeah, yeah, I've done a little um, tour in the Alps. That was that was good fun. Yeah, cool. Nice variety of festivals for you to perform at. So, keeping on the topic of concerts, if there's one concert you could go back in time to where would you go and who would be the artist that you would be seeing oh that's uh, do you know what I think I think it would it, this, this is quite a generic answer but I'd have loved to see Bob Marley um, in an outdoor concert somewhere you know like I mean seeing Bob Marley in Jamaica or that would have just been off the hook, that man just had had a next level persona and message, and yeah, I think that would be my. If I could go back in time, it'd be Bob Marley. No, I wouldn't say that's too generic an answer. I mean, Bob Marley was a very talented artist, so I think he's he would be one of my artists I'd like to see back in time. Very talented guy. Uh, in terms of Jamaica, yeah, I think. I had a friend who went to a festival there when he was young, and he said it was really good. I'd obviously seen like Bob Marley in Jamaica. That's one of those, yeah, it's one of those fi- tick tick off the bucket list if you could do it, I suppose. But yeah, I uh, wish oh, if only we could. If if only, yeah. Uh, um, so we're going to divert onto a few a bit more random questions, spicing it up a bit. So, what for you would be like your last meal if like you couldn't have another meal again or 
you know, that sort of thing. What would Okay. <laughs> you have to have three meals in one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd go for... Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, oh, do you know what? Okay, that's just... I'll just go with what's coming to mind. Um, some Japanese cuisine. Um, I would bring out... Oh, it's cool, but kind of... Um, miso-y kind of uh, sizzling tofu on Japanese rice and oh, I'm forgetting things here. Uh, I love Japanese cuisine. That's just a Japanese cuisine and also a burger. Um, I'm actually vegan, but there's these Beyond Meat burgers, um, which are insane. I had one at a mate's house the other day and it was it was just like having a McDonald's burger. Um, back, back, in, back many, many years ago, I can remember what that was like and this was better than that. So it would probably be a burger followed by a hell of a lot of ice cream. Now, to be fair, that's that's a good variety of foods there. I mean, it's not it's different to what most people say when they answer that question. I mean, me, I'd probably be a bit basic. I'd just have, like, pizza or something like that. Uh, I thought you were going to say pizza, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my food of choice. But, no, nah, that sounds like a good, nice variety, to be fair. Um, so... My final question for you, it's again another more peculiar one. If you're on a night out, what's your drink of choice? All right, if I'm on a night out, it'll probably be, I'm, I'm a grain man. So it's uh, for me, it's normally, it's normally uh, yeah, beer and whiskey. So um, I'd probably I'd head up a scotch and um, either local ales or... Um, Oh, Guinness. Yeah, no, fair enough. I don't mind a nice Guinness now and again. I've never been a massive whiskey fan, but, you know, maybe it's one of those things that will grow on me one day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, go try try, try Talisco or Glenfiddich or, um, or an O-Band, one of the, one of the West, Western Isle single malts. And just have a sip on that. It's, um, yeah, it's exquisite. Yeah, I'm sure. T- I'm sure I'll give that a try one day. Anyway, that was our interview with Ash. Check check out our other interviews and see you later, folks.